Welcome to this week's episode of The Warrior Way. Uh, this was a special episode as we are just coming off our state championship run with the girls basketball program here at Washington, and we were lucky enough to sit down with the head coach of our program, Jamie Parrish. So uh, we talked a lot about our season in general. We even took it all the way back to uh, last spring when our season shut down. Um, and then we spent a lot of time talking about this past weekend where we were lucky enough to come away with three victories um, and winning state championships. So Grant, what'd you take away from Parrish? Yeah, it was a lot of fun having him on um, and just basically just talking about what was going through his head at certain moments during the weekend, um, sharing what was going on in our minds, even though we did a lot of talking with it. So it was just fun to kind of sit back, relax, and just kind of reflect on a great three days in March that we had. So, And the reason uh, that we wanted to do this right away is because it's still fresh in our minds and we wanted to try to like like with every episode we do, we want to make these memories last and make these voices last. So uh, it's pretty authentic what we're feeling right now with this past weekend and something we're going to hold on to. And we hope that all the uh, players and parents and families uh, can hold on as well. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, this is The Warrior Way. All right, let's welcome in this week's guest. Uh, we're lucky enough to be joined by state champion coach Jamie Parrish. Parrish, thanks for coming in. Hey, thank you guys for having me, and uh, thank you guys for being a part of this whole uh, whole adventure that we uh, that we've just taken on. Yeah, we're gonna act like we weren't along the, uh, along on the journey with you. Um, we decided to do this because it has been a crazy week, but in reality, it's been a crazy month. Or how long has it been? What, like, when did we have those the start of those three game per week stretches? Was that like the last couple weeks of the season, or was that farther? Like, was that longer ago than I realize? If if I remember correctly, I think we played ten games in February. Now that that could be give or take, but uh, fe- February was busy. It was really busy. Because I remember we kind of had a semi busy stretch, and then beginning of or end of January, we had like 10 days off or like, what was it? Seven or 10 days off from games. And then I remember you coming into practice that day and saying, we better get ready because it's going to be crazy the next three or four weeks. And at that point, wasn't it, was it, what was it? 12 games in? We we were gearing up to get ready for the uh, rapid schools to come. And then because of the weather, they didn't come. So then I think we talked about it, Parrish, that it ended up being like six games in 14 days or 13 days, something like that. But in reality, it was play game, practice, play game, practice, play game, practice. So those of you guys that listen, we just got done with something really busy. So we just want to take this time to put our voices into a podcast to kind of remember what we've been through. So... Like I just told you guys, let's go all the way back to last March before we start with this season. What do you guys remember about this time last year, and um, how much time do we really want to spend on thinking about last last year at this time? You know, actually for me, I, I would even go back to the summer previous to that. Um, we knew, looking at the group of kids that we had, that uh, we had a lot of talent in our junior class, um, that we had uh, obviously um, some kids in that sophomore class and we thought some freshman kids might be ready to contribute and you know so we're going back two summers ago now we basically said what we wanted to do to groom that team was uh 
get them through the season. Let them learn. Let them make mistakes. Uh, you know, progress with them really gradually. And then our goal was to have a good showing at the state tournament. You know, we weren't necessarily talking about winning a championship, but we just wanted to play really well in the state tournament. And then we figured we would have one more summer bringing everybody back uh, to maybe have a special group. Now, obviously, uh, the state tournament never happened. Mm -hmm. And then the thing that some people don't realize is our girls did not play basketball together until tryouts. You know, we were opening the gym, kids were lifting weights, kids were shooting. Uh, we were doing uh, individual drills, but we did not play basketball from the shutdown all the way until that first day of tryouts. And um, obviously it was, it was the same situation for everybody in the state, so we weren't unique. But uh, it, it's very difficult to, to get better as a team when you don't play as a team. And uh, you know, we had to kind of condense our plans into a smaller window of time. And we're just lucky that we've got really good kids who picked up on the stuff we were trying to do and uh, executed it and, you know, put together a pretty good weekend for us. Okay, so that leads in. We had tryouts, um, and then we, we kind of dove right into the season. And um, I just remember how, you know, we started off with some opponents that, um, you know, made some things that we were trying to do look, you know, pretty, like we were just off and running. Um, but I was just really impressed with our girls how – quickly they just almost picked up where we left off because the hardest part about last season for me and I don't know about you guys is we were just really starting to click as we headed into state tournament last year like people were starting to kind of figure things out that we were kind of waiting on like you said we had some younger players stepping into some roles that they hadn't been in before mainly because they were freshmen um, but even our you know our junior um, heavy men kids were starting to figure some things out and then about the sweet, sweet 16 time it was all just kind of starting to click um, and then just getting shut down, it was like, dang, we, I think we could have maybe put something together. Who knows? But um, it seems like our girls this year, even from the get-go, were just eager to keep that clicking happening, and it was just off and running almost. I don't know if, if you guys felt that way, but I just felt that way from the get-go. Oh, absolutely. They were, uh, they were excited to play. And um, one of the other things, I'm sure we'll touch on it more than once, is – uh, they wanted to win basketball games. It wasn't about who's going to get to shoot, uh, who's going to get to score, uh, who's going to get to play more. Um, it was genuinely throughout the course of the season, they just wanted to just wanted to play. They wanted to win. They wanted to contribute. And you know, you could see that in our basketball games when Kelsey Severson checks into the ball game. We've got kids jumping up and down, expending more energy on the bench than they might have during the game trying to get her a shot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when Shay Fink got her first basket toward the end of the year, same thing. And um, we, we're just lucky to have those types of kids. Um, it's not a, there's no magic coaching or anything that we did. Uh, we had some kids that were genuinely excited for each other uh, to have a successful team. And, you know, again, that's, that's not something that you have every year. So it's a really special opportunity that we had. What were a couple of your guys's, if you, as you think back on the regular season, uh, from day one when we went up to Brookings, well, game one when we went up to Brookings, um, and then you know all the way leading through our busy stretches um, of the last couple weeks where we had three games a week, what were a couple of your favorite memories, whether it's practice, whether it's games, 
uh, what have you, that you're going to remember from this season? Um, one thing that always jumped out to me was it was during our busy stretch of games, and I can't – I know O'Gorman was in that stretch as well, but it was watching Jaden Warner, I think it was three straight games, finding the best kid on the court, and she chased that, that kid around nonstop. And, I mean, it was cool watching – Someone like her who's kind of known more for being a knockdown three-point shooter, just kind of like what you said, Parrish, earlier, is changing a role, like knowing I got to do this in order for our team to win. And she was locked in and helped us at times really shut down some key girls. And I wish I could remember that little stretch, who the three teams that we played, because it was almost three straight nights that she had to find the best player and some of the best players in AA for us. So that's something that's always jumped out to me. What was the game that – it was toward the end of the season when, when we needed a rebound and Jaden went and got that rebound that was like she went kind of sideways over another good player and somehow like one hand grabbed it kind of down by the baseline and she somehow came up with it while holding somebody off. Who did we play that game? Do you remember? I, th I think that was either O'Gorman or Aberdeen. It was, uh, it was definitely that week. And you know what? Those were the two games she ended up chasing Ronsick around the gym. Mm -hmm. And uh, she ended up matched up on Kusler, uh for a lot of the rotations that we had too. She, uh, uh, like Grant just said, you know, it'd be real easy to, you know, I'm a shooter, that's not my thing. But she just did what she needed to do to help us win basketball games. And, you know, that was something that we repeated multiple times with multiple kids. I, uh, what, what you just said makes me think of, I talked to Brett Schleckaway a lot. I taught with him first semester, but then Anytime I'd see him, we'd just stop and talk about how the season's going, and I'd always try to pick his brain. But he said it best when he said, we just always needed that third and fourth player to step up in games. And I think that that was something that, you know, after we lost those couple games in that week uh, against Harrisburg and St. Thomas More, which we'll get to, uh, people really started to find their roles. And then we would have, you know, you knew that Sid was going to get touches. We knew that Sid was going to be, a big part of our offensive um, scheme, just like Jackalinga, inside and outside. But then we'd always seem to have that third player, and we were really good when we had that fourth player step up and make big shots or grab a big loose ball. And you saw it in the state tournament too. Like some of those those possessions that went our way were they went our way because we went and found a way to get the basketball or get possession. And it seemed like you never knew which game it was going to be that another player, and you kind of alluded to it, Parrish, as we went through the season. Like, I don't know whose moment it's going to be, but somebody's going to step up and have that moment in the game, and you just have to be ready for it. Yeah, that was something we saw so many times. In fact, I just uh, we did a little um, welcome home, virtual welcome home today, and I just I just described the three games at the state tournament. You know, on day one, uh, Jaden Warner and Brielle Beitler. Uh, step up and make some plays and that's that's what blew the game open for us uh, on day two you know Jack Alenga was just outstanding uh, you know in a stretch during the late third early fourth quarter and then on day three you know Eden has the game of her career uh, you know I think it was a six assists and 13 points making plays and some of the loose balls that she chased down and then you know Sid Shetton and going and getting 10 blocks you know it's um Everybody just did a little bit of something, and we could go back for games. You know, the first time at O'Gorman, Lexus Motley uh, was outstanding defensively, big reason that we won on the road. 
Um, Brooklyn Harp had multiple really good games where she did some things for us. Um, you know, it's, I, I feel bad. I'm, I, I don't want to go down the roster and list every single kid, but you could find a stretch of games where, you know, just about everybody did something on a given night. They were ready for that moment when, uh, when their number was called. Yeah. And I was just rewatching the championship game a little bit today. And, um, you know, Taylor Thompson making that huge bounce pass to Jacqueline on the baseline. And then um, I think it was Eden maybe threw a pass over the top to Taylor, too, for a layup, you know, and she got fouled on it, too, and they didn't call it. But, um, I mean, <laughs> just some of those plays where I mean, sophomore stepping up in a big-time championship game or a semifinal game, Hannah Harp coming up with some steals against OG on semifinal night, you know, it just it was fun to watch things blossom in their own time and their own way. And I think that gives just a great comfort as we end the season and moving on and hopefully provides that thirst of, I want to get that feeling again, knowing that I have to work at it to continue to get better. So. Let's go back a little bit and talk about our two, two losses we had on the season. They happened in the same week. Let's go back to our mindsets. I want to know what you guys were feeling as we that was about midway through the season, wasn't it? Like, what was our record going into that first game we lost? Early January, maybe the second week of January, I'm, I'm thinking. So we had maybe played, like, six-ish games. That sounds about right. And we played, who do we play first? Was it Harrisburg on Monday and St. Thomas More on, like, Thursday or Friday? No, it was, uh, that was another big week. We had uh, Thomas More on the weekend. I believe it was Harrisburg Tuesday and then O'Gorman Thursday, which eventually turned into a snow game and moved to the Saturday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So those two games back-to-back, -back, we learned some lessons. Um, and we kind of talked about it as coaches. If we don't go through those two hiccups, we probably don't learn how to finish basketball games, especially in the state tournament where semifinal night, it came down to the, like that was a game where two points felt like five points you know a two-point lead felt like a five-point lead or a four-point swing felt like you know way more points than four points um what do you guys remember about those two um games specifically that we lost and how do you think they helped us as we headed toward the second half of the season the big thing that jumped out with me with those two losses was the mindset of the girls in the locker room after both of them and i you could tell that they were upset but I can't remember. It was one of the seniors, I think, and it might have been Eden. I just remembered just kind of making eye contact with me and with her fellow teammates, and I just heard her quietly kind of go, that's never happening again, especially after the second one. You could tell that that just rubbed her the wrong way, like that that was back-to-back -back times that they just kind of struggled a little bit. And to me, I think that really showed where this team was at with it. Yes, they had lost, but they weren't really down – on one another they knew that it was early in the season yet and I think that kind of goes back to what you alluded to earlier Parrish about like this team wanted to win like it didn't matter how didn't matter who had to step up um, they just wanted to win and I think with those two losses that changed a lot of their mindsets kind of refocused and brought them back on track with us I, I would agree wholeheartedly with that um, it's you know when you coach for a while it's really hard when you're winning games by 25 to tell kids you need to take better shots. 
you need to get one more box out. And um, yeah, we, I don't think if we win those games that we probably learn uh, all of the things that we could have. You know, I remember early in the fourth quarter, we had lead in both games. And, you know, it was kind of the same pattern. Uh, we came down and took some early shots, uh, not great shots. And then that would get the other team going in transition. Uh, we also, you know, defensively, we were doing, we were brand new at that point. We have, you know, you guys were there. We really revamped what we were doing defensively as a team. And um, we just weren't ready to be really good at it yet. We were still giving up a lot of threes. You know, the kid from Harrisburg went seven of nine from the three-point line. Um, St. Thomas Moore knocked down a bunch of threes. But um, if we win those games, I don't think our kids get the message. And, you know, they clearly got the message because that next one, we went over to O'Gorman and we had a bad first quarter. And then it kind of seemed like, you know, in the second quarter, we uh, crawled back into that basketball game and then kind of won it. Um, felt like we were stretching it out going away. And I can't remember what the next game on the schedule was, but I remember very clearly uh, at halftime of the peer game, um, we felt like, hey, this is it. This is what our defense is going to look like. Uh, our kids are, they weren't even talking to us anymore. They were talking to each other. You know, I, I'm going to take this cutter. You take that ball screen. You do. And at that point, we really took off when it became their thing and their problems, and they started fixing them. And uh, at that point, we were just trying to get a little bit better every day. And then I'll take it a step further to when we played at Brandon Valley and we coaches go into the, the locker room pregame and Eden Hollinger is screaming like she I felt like she had just drank an energy drink and I mean she is I've never seen Eden so amped up but she's just screaming defense defense we got it locked down defense just all this defensive talk and it's funny because we coaches had kind of been talking about how the players like you just said were talking more amongst themselves about the importance of defense and I think that they really grasped like if what we're doing, if we continue to get better at it, teams just can't score against us. And that was kind of a, a, a turning point for me of, like, they are really buying into this thing. And then, you know, the offense continued to just flow and we kind of found our way with it. But it's, it's, a, it's a nice thing when every game you go into, you can always hang your hat that defensively, we're going to bother you or we're going to make your life miserable. And like you said, against St. Thomas More, maybe we weren't very, as good defensively, but they just didn't miss shots. I mean, there were a number of times when I remember them pulling up for a, you know, a three or a mid-range jump shot with a decent contest by us, and it still goes in, and I'm like, well, that's just the way this <laughs> night's going, I guess, you know? So I don't know what you guys – feelings on that game was but I just felt like St. Thomas Moore didn't miss oh they they played lights out uh, I'll go back on something that both of you have touched on uh, there has to be at least anywhere between five and ten times where Eden took over our locker room uh, you know with comments and with you know we're going to play hard we're going to do this we're going to do that and you know I've, I've had kids do that before in the past but the other kids didn't jump on the bus and follow along and that's what was unique about this group, too, is it was, um, you know what, Eden's right, let's do this. And then another night somebody else would speak up, you know what, um, Sid's right, let's go do this. 
And, um, you know, it's been a long time since I've coached a team where we've had a locker room environment like that, uh, where kids could, they were never rude or disrespectful, but they could be blunt and they could be direct. And the other kids would nod their head and say, you're right, let's, let's get better at this. And let's fast forward. Let's talk, because I want to spend a majority of the time on, on our state tournament weekend, just because right now it's pretty fresh in our, our memory and we're still kind of feeling the, uh, the awesome effects of what we just went through the last you know week or so. Uh, but what are your guys' overall just reflections on the weekend? And um, first off, let's talk about how awesome the Pentagon was. I mean, like that that was. Now I'm I'm kind of biased because I'm a small small school class B guy who loved the the Barnett Center environment, especially growing up and then playing in it too. But this Pentagon weekend was something else. So what's your guys' thoughts on how they hosted the event? So yeah, the first night we get inter- well, the first afternoon I guess we played at twelve that day. But I still remember lining up for intros, and this whole year, if you've been to any of our games, you know that there hasn't been any like intros with it. And all of a sudden the lights go off, and the music starts, the video board's going, and I just look over at our girls who are just standing like they normally do, just all in one line. And their jaws and eyes, like jaws drop, eyes get wide, and you can kind of see them start murmuring a little bit. And then all finally, just I don't even know who took the lead, but they said, you know what, forget this. We're not going to stay in a straight line. Let's get the tunnel out. Let's have some fun with this. So to me, that was awesome just to see them all of a sudden flip the switch like, oh, it's game time. Let's go. So I thought that was very well put on by the Pentagon, making it feel almost like a college atmosphere type game, NCAA tournament game. Yeah, you know, I, I have something to add to that because I was I was kind of trying to figure out what our, you know, take it off your, your plate, Parish. I was like, okay, are we, you know, are all the cheerleaders being introduced? Are the ultimate alternates being introduced? Is, what are we doing? Nobody really knew at that point right before the game what are – and then can we do a tunnel? Are we able to? Because we're so, you know, of the mindset like, nope, tunnels are bad. We have to do lines, you know. <laughs> so then when I we got closer and we got some of the – you know, the guidance on how we were proceeding, I went and grabbed the seniors quick pregame and I said, hey, this is the, this is the, um, where we're heading. Um, you know, let's just see what, you know, what they do. And, and then we may either do a line or a tunnel. And when I said we, there was a possibility of a tunnel, I saw Eden's eyes just like perk up like, <laughs> oh, we, you know, we might be able to do that. And then, like you said, when lights go down, they were all standing and then it was all like, nope, we're sitting now, we're doing a tunnel, yes. you know, so that was pretty cool. Uh, you know that that part was awesome. The uh, I, I've coached in a handful of state tournaments. There is nothing that is even similar to the experience that we had there, and and it's you know it should make perfect sense. You have a facility that specializes in events. You know they're bringing Division One basketball programs in there. They're bringing volleyball in there. Uh, they've run uh, tournaments through there. But uh, the uniqueness of the gym space, the uniqueness of the locker rooms, um, when they're doing starting lineups, they've got video of you warming up. I mean, you can crank that out in, you know, two to three minute time frame, whatever that is. Um, just very well done. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, the other thing that's so, it seems like a small thing, but you know, they had suites for our kids to sit in. You could sit and watch the other game. You could order food and have it delivered right there. Um, and, you know, my first concern was, oh, geez, this is going to be a fortune. 
But you know what? It was no different than really taking our kids out for dinner. You know, from a coaching aspect, I just, uh, you know, however many basketball tournaments I get to be a part of again, I hope it's out there. It was, there's nothing that's even similar to it. And the um, kind of the the sticker slap board where you get to move your, your team up to the next part of the bracket was really, you know, like it seems like a little thing, but the fact that, it's important because they come grab your team right away and you get to go over there as you're, you know, excited about moving on and move it. I think I just thought that was so cool how they videoed that, you know. And like you said, they just do it upright. Like they it just seemed like there was no concern or worries that we had to deal with of surprises. It was just all taken care of. Somebody leading you to where you need to get to and they had kind of taken care of all the complicated aspects that went into the video or the, you know, the ceremonies after we won the championship it was just kind of like it's all happening for us and we don't have to worry about oh what do we have to do our job's done we won the championship we don't have to do anything <laughs> so all right so pre, we talked about pre-game rapid central what are your guys's reflections on our first round game against rapid central um and um you know just starting off the tourney in the right way the, how we wanted to you know, biggest thing, and this will get repeated for every game, is is how our kids defended and rebounded, you know, all weekend long. But uh, we came out and it, it, we just caused Rapid all sorts of problems. They were struggling to uh, get good shots, and the shots that they did get were contested. Our kids did a great job of it was one and done. Um, now, I'll give their coaching staff credit. They put together a pretty good defensive game plan that caused us some struggles. Uh, they basically decided they weren't going to let let us beat them in in the lane and uh you know to touch on something else other kids stepped up you know Jaden warner comes out in the first half and knocks down three threes um brielle has a huge three right before halftime with about two minutes left in the half that just kind of you know slammed the door a little bit and um you know then in the second half whenever you play good teams whenever you play at the state tournament someone's going to make a run and they made a little run at us but our kids you know they uh they were relentless you know it wasn't the uh hang your head and look and make excuses it was just kind of buckle down and you know we knew that if we continued to play defense that the offense would take care of it and i know uh at halftime of that rapid central game it's nice when we look down and i don't remember how much we were up you know it was double digits probably about 15 or so at half but um, I think Jaden had nine, and I think Brielle had at least six, maybe eight. I know she was two for four from three at half, but it's nice to look at the stat sheet, and those two are alleviating the pressure of, like you said, what Rapid Central is trying to take away from us. Sid maybe had two or four points. Jack maybe had you know the same, and we're still in a comfortable lead, feeling good about ourselves, even though our two leading scorers, you know, are ne neutralized for the most part. But then, you know, as the second half kind of spurs on, uh, you know, Rapid Central kind of ups the pressure and tries to just disrupt us. And then, you know, that allowed for some opportunities for Jack and Sid to get going just a little bit and find some areas where they could be effective. So, Grant, what were your takeaways from day one? Yeah, day one, and Harris, you already talked about it, but to me um, it was kind of like when Central made that first run in the second half. And I, and I know you had said that to the girls, and I was – I, to be honest, I didn't know if Central was going to have it in them to make that run, but they did, and it was cool to see our girls. You could see a moment of panic a little bit, and then they slowly worked through it. And I think when we talked afterwards, I think, per or Tobin, you said it, that 
it was good for our girls because the next time it happens, we hope now instead of the panic lasting, let's say, like four minutes of the game time, now it only lasts like two minutes of the game time so that they get used to just like, hey, we were up 17, all of a sudden, nope, nope, now it's a, I don't know, like 11-point game because they went on a 6-0 run. Like, okay, let's adjust or whatever. So in case now instead of 17 points, now it's we're up 8, all of a sudden now we're up 2, how are we going to respond type thing. So I thought that was very important for our girls to have to deal with especially on day one all right day two <laughs> big big time game so we knew this was this was stressed like I don't know about you guys but the Thursday night heading into that OG game on Friday that was the most tense I had been because it's hard to play uh, another Sioux Falls school in the state tournament let alone a really good team like OG um, and it's even harder as a coach to sit there and kind of feel like your hands are tied because you already know what you're going to see, and you've already scouted each other enough that you know the sets, you know the baseline on the bounce plays, you know what they're going to try to do. Um, and it kind of just was up to the players to come out and just say, we're gonna, we know what you're going to do and we're going to try to beat you. Um, but, Parrish, you've seen a lot more games than Grant or I have, and that's not a knock at your age at all. That's just your experience. <laughs> But where does that rank on all-time best games you've been a part of? Uh, it's a top five for sure, you know, without thinking about it. Um, you know, a back-and-forth game. And, you know, the other thing that I've always said is Friday night at the state tournament's the best games. You know, you have a – even in a COVID year, when you hit Friday night, you have four teams that legitimately think they've got a chance at a championship. So the energy is just different. Um, it's it's just a unique thing that you can't you can't replicate at any point. You know, a Friday night tournament game. Now, you know, partner that with the fact that it's a crosstown rival, that our kids know each other. Um, you know, our coaching staffs know each other. You know, we've picked their stuff apart. They've done the same with ours. And you know, to have a back and forth game like that was uh, was awesome. Um, the part that I was most impressed with is our kids never panicked, never lost their poise, never, um, you know, I think I saw more panic on Thursday when Central was making that run than I saw on Friday. And I don't know if that was the familiarity with their team, uh, you know, if that was the determination or what it was, but uh, it just kind of felt like they were just playing you know they went from one play to the next play to the next play and uh you know and then coach Tobin made the call of the year I said what should we do on offense and he said uh, I don't know why we don't run that high ball screen every single time I said all right well maybe we should do that and uh yeah that that worked out pretty well for us at uh during that stretch well if it's not broke don't fix it right <laughs> exactly so let's talk about that stretch and and just because of I mean that for me was just really really cool to see a player who just take over I mean just point blank with the ball in her hands time and time again made it even better that we're just running the same exact thing every time down just jekylling you're going to receive a ball screen and come off it and be better than the kid that's guarding you you know um, take you guys just take us through those couple minutes that those few minutes of dominance by Jacqueline and just how does that stand out um, and is a pinnacle to her her summation of her season in a nutshell. Yeah, so a lot of people with that, when she went over, 
Um, just think about all the time she was scoring and everything. But what really started that was I believe she had two assists, like off that right away. And one of them was to sharp shooter Eden hitting her, I think it was third three, no, second three-pointer of the uh, tournament. So, I mean, yeah, Eden, as the year went on, kind of realized that maybe sometimes shooting a wide-open three isn't the best for her offense, but she just let that one fly, and that kind of started the whole, like, our bench erupted, and all of a sudden I think Jack kind of fed off that a little bit. And then, yeah, I've to be honest, watching her go through all that, I was waiting for her moment at some point, and for her to do it on – one of the biggest stages of the year was incredible. I mean, it was like you said, it was just sit back, go make a play. And it was a lot of fun to watch and witness. Eden, every time she made a three, is just looking over at the coaching, <laughs> coaching staff saying, see guys, I can shoot yes, it. Yes. <laughs> Parrish, what are your thoughts on Jacqueline's uh, stretch run there of 10 straight points? You know, the, the impressive part was, even though we ran the same thing multiple times, uh, she attacked it a different way every single time. You know, she came off the ball screen and got to the rim uh, maybe once or twice. Uh, she got downhill and kicked it to Jaden, I think, for a three. Um, one time they tried to jump it and she rejected the ball screen and just had a incredible, you know, a two-foot stop with a step-through finish. Uh, there was another one where, you know, she came off it and reversed the ball to Sid and then gets post position on the Riley girl. You know, just to uh, to have the ability, because the play that we're running was really simple, but you know they had to defend five or six different actions, uh, you know, because of Jackalinga's talent, but also because of our kids' knowledge, you know, to swing the basketball, to do those things, and you know the play doesn't have to be difficult if you've got good players doing good things with the basketball. Yeah, and. Um I think the other assist that you said besides the one to Eden was Jack brought it up the right side and dumped it over the top to Sid on the other side of the hoop. And it just seemed like for that, you know, that stretch, Jacqueline just let the game come to her and she didn't force things. She did. I mean, that was the same day when we did walkthrough on Friday and Jacqueline shot like 300 extra jump shots after our walkthrough was done while the other girls were eating sub sandwiches. And I looked over to you we're watching the the 12 o'clock game on the big board at Washington and Jack Ling is just shooting on the gun shooting on the gun and I was like how many shots are we gonna let her shoot like she's gonna get tired we need to <laughs> and thankfully we let her shoot them because she proved us wrong that hey she could go all night and get 24 on OG so uh, one last thing uh, before we move on to championship night is I just I don't know if you two realize but on that during that game do you guys realize that like Shaylin Fink was having like one of the best bench moments I've ever witnessed from a kid? Like she was literally like she told me afterwards she does not do well with like stressful moments and everything. And even though she wasn't playing, she was still cheering. But at one point, like she looked over at me, put her hands on the side of her head, and just goes, "I have no idea what's happening, but this is the greatest moment of my life." Like just <laughs> she was just in the moment and like. I remember Coach Hess looks over at her one point, and she's just, like, sitting there kind of breathing a little bit deeply, and Hess just goes, uh, Shay, do you want to get a drink of water? And she goes, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm going to get that right now. Like, just so it was fun watching our bench just along with Shay and, like, the other girls just fully invested in that and just cheering their, cheering their teammates on. I didn't get to see it, but I, I didn't know why when we came in Saturday for our walkthrough, um, Hess came over to me and said, 
that we might have to have Caitlin check on Shay today. That's why. I was like, okay, I was like, check on Shay. And uh, Hess is like, yeah, I think she might have cheered so hard last night that she got injured. I'm like, well, that's a good, I guess that's maybe a good problem to have if you're going to get injured, be cheering for your teammates. So, okay, championship Saturday. What are your guys' feelings as you wake up for championship Saturday and the day that we had ahead of us? Uh, me personally, after going through that O'Gorman game, like I woke up, my head hurt, like my throat hurt just from just all the emotions through that. And I, I felt good about our matchup with Stevens. And then I think that morning I watched a little bit of their film from who they played. Was it? Bra- yeah. Brandon right. the night before. And I watched some of them and then I was like, Oh, these girls are athletic that press is all over the place. So then that was where I kind of started to get a little bit worried is if we can't break that, it's going to be a very long night for us. Um, you know, the thing, and you guys were there, uh, we, we practiced championship Saturday, you know, every, every Saturday game that we had, uh, we told our kids it's, it's championship Saturday. You need to get out of bed and have some breakfast. Um, you guys need to figure out something to do and start getting game ready. And, um, you know, that was something that I felt was kind of key already once we got out there. I said, you know what, guys, we've already done this. We've had championship Saturday three times in February. You know, we played, uh, played Roosevelt on a Saturday and, you know, came in with that mindset and got after it right away and played really well. Uh, we played Aberdeen on a Saturday with the number one seed in the state tournament on the line and showed up and defended really well. So I, I go back to that part, even though even though it's not the same, we, we had already tried to simulate that with these kids. This is what championship Saturday looks like. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, when I was looking at the pressure, uh, we were trying to find different ways to attack it. We were trying to find uh, different ways to do things against it. But then it kind of dawned on me from, you know, years of coaching. I said, hey, girls, if they don't score, they can't press. You know, that's how teams get into their press is when they shoot a layup and then they can get up and start harassing you. So uh, when our kids really bought into defensively, you know, I think they had seven at halftime. We were just, we were lights out. We were keeping them from getting to the rim. We were bothering jump shots. We were rebounding the basketball. We were really good. But uh, we also knew when we uh, went into halftime, and our kids knew 100% too. Uh, they were had their heads nodding. and they said, they're gonna make a run. You guys have to be ready. And sure enough, you know, they had a couple shots go in that uh, were difficult, and then they get up, and uh, yeah, their length and athleticism is something that you can't simulate at practice. We just had to, uh, we had to try to figure it out and hold on. And you know, during that second half when Stevens started making that run with about, what was it, three minutes left in the third and then to start the fourth even, um, you know, they got it down to seven points, 27 to 20 with the ball in their hands too. Um, You know, we were panicking a little bit, um, but Coach Hyden made a really good observation that I think he went and told you, Parrish, is when when we were coming up against that press, we were reversing the basketball to the other side and then when we'd catch on that opposite sideline instead of looking forward and trying to get up floor we were being cautious and throwing it back to the middle kid and by that time you know there's we've got five or four seconds to get it across half court before we get a 10 second count 
putting our p- players in a really tough spot of I got to throw it forward, and then you're kind of throwing it into no man's land unless you hit 6-5, which we were lucky enough to have. But once we started to kind of be aggressive and just kind of play to win and play instead of playing not to lose, I think that was a big turning point of, you know, we're going to keep playing, we're going to keep being aggressive, and luckily, you know, we started, uh, you know, when we were being aggressive, started to get some foul calls, we started to get to the rim and make some things happen, but um, th- it, it definitely was some tense feelings to end that third and to, to start that fourth. People asked me if I was worried, I was like, well, I wasn't worried, but my heart rate just spiked just a little <laughs> bit. No, that's exactly where we were. Um, trying to, you know, trying to figure out is there an adjustment that we can make that's simple enough that we can talk about it in a 60-second timeout. And at that point, you know, we, we can't draw up something brand new. It's basically uh, you guys just have to make good decisions, be aggressive. And uh, that was a stretch where Eden made some plays. You know, she got, a, got to the foul line a couple times. She put the ball on the floor and had a couple of dishes. And, um, you know, Bree hit a huge three that put that lead back at 10. And, you know, then at that point, it was just, you know, play as hard as you can play and make a lot of free throws. Make free throws. What was your, um, what was your thought or what was going through your head if you, you probably don't really have an answer to this, but I just want to ask it anyway. As the, the buzzer sounded and those seniors came off the floor for the last time, and, you know, Jaden was shooting the free throws, but we're going to act like she came off the floor at the same time as the other three did. Um, you know, as those guys are running toward you, just having won the state championship, what were your thoughts? You know, you think you think about. Uh, I, I think about the how those kids have developed. You know, um, Sydney. I've told her this before. It was during her freshman year. It was at the state tournament, and uh, the girl from O'Gorman. Ironically, O'Gorman ends up in a lot of our stories. Uh, her last name was Akoy. Was an outstanding player, and. Late in the game, I think it was for the fifth place game, uh, this girl goes up and Sid jumps up and blocks a shot and they call a foul. And that was the first time I'd ever seen her flip the switch. Like she immediately clapped her hands and was angry and was fired up. And as a freshman, we hadn't seen that before. And it was at that point, I was like, wow, you know what, this kid, she's a competitor, she's got it in her. And we knew that, you know, how can we tap into that? Um, I think about Eden. My first experience with Eden was uh, coming to a summer open gym, um, playing against Maddie Wiley. And Maddie, uh, Maddie was ornery. I mean, she, she's a kid who would cheat at practice to win. She'd dive on the floor. She'd bite her teammates. I mean, she was, she was competitive. And I remember Eden coming in as a, you know, this is the summer after her eighth grade year. She hasn't even been a freshman and picks her up full court. And just, you know, that's what she was going to do. She didn't even think twice about it. She didn't care that that was a senior. She just got up into her space and was going to get after her. Um, Brielle is a kid who uh, we've seen grow so much. She's always been, she's always had that athleticism. She just didn't know how quick she was. And, uh, you know, I could think of several moments, but at Pier during her junior year, it was like the light bulb went off. And all of a sudden, she was two steps quicker than other kids. And she was getting to basketballs that uh, other kids couldn't get to. She's getting offensive rebounds and getting deflections. You know, and that was kind of her moment. Um, And Jaden Warner, you know, kind of the special thing for me is Jaden's a kid, as a coach, I would have missed on her. 
uh, you know, when you watch the game, you're like, oh, she's not quite quick enough. She's not this. She's not that. But we started doing competitive shooting where we keep score. And we started doing that, you know, midway through her, would have been her sophomore, maybe junior year. And all of a sudden I noticed, you know what, she's winning all of the shooting competitions. And not only is she winning, when she doesn't win, she is angry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was, again, if we hadn't been keeping score of those things, she's a kid who may have tuned out and may not have stuck with it. And as a coach, I might not have thrown her on the floor enough because, you know, as I'm looking, boy, can she defend this spot? Can she dribble against the press? Can she? Well, she doesn't need to. She just needs to catch and shoot and then be functional. And, you know, like I said, that was kind of the moment for me where the light bulb went off and said, you know what, this kid can help us. She can do some things for us. And to add on to that story about Jaden being competitive and being, you know, a great shooter, my favorite memory for her is when you called her name to go into the game against Lincoln of the state tournament <laughs> her sophomore year when Jaden hadn't really been on a varsity floor. You know, she had, I think, just gotten a varsity uniform recently. And you say, we're going to go check in. You know, we're down. I don't, I don't remember the specifics. That's been two years ago now. But, you know, we must have been down, you know, three, four, five points toward the end of the game a game where we can't make a shot. I mean, neither team could really make a shot, but you tell Jaden to go go check in, and I just remember seeing her eyes like, Is he, did he say my name? <laughs> and, you know, and, and I think that just speaks to we wouldn't have, you wouldn't have known to call her name to go check in had you not started doing the competitive shooting in practice and seen her name pop to the top of every drill that we did. And before we know it, Jaden Warner is one of the best shooters in our program. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, that was uh... – Again, I didn't take credit for that. I stole that from another coach. But, uh, yeah, keeping score was – we would have missed on her, and uh, that would have been extremely – that would have been sad. That would have been bad coaching on my part, but uh, we were lucky enough to keep her around. And, man, she made some big baskets for us this year. Yeah, to kind of piggyback off what you guys are saying about the seniors, to me um, this was a group that – and we've all kind of said it – they changed their roles – almost year to year there on varsity and then also halfway through this year some of them changed roles like we said jane warner was known for a three-point shooter but then all of a sudden she became one of our lockdown defenders at times with it but for me i think the coolest moment for this group of seniors was friday night state tournament o'gorman games on the line we need free throws and the last four free throw shooters of that game were our four seniors Jane Warner had grabbed a rebound, got fouled, put one on. Eden grabbed the ball. They fouled her. She went down, and I think they only missed one, maybe two, during that stretch as well. So I think that was a great moment for those four to beat a crosstown rival and to send themselves to the state championship game. And it's funny how things like that just kind of come together at the right time, and we'll take full advantage of that. So, all right. Well, if you guys didn't know, we don't have to go to practice today, and it's after school. So (laughs) I say we do our draft, and we go home and see our families for a little bit. Um, Today, we're going to do our top five warm-up or pump-up songs for games that we'd like to listen to. Uh, So, uh, Parrish, you're new to this. You get to go first. You're our guest. Um, I'm not going to bring the old hat out again, but I'm going to guess you've got some old school songs that aren't on my list or Scouton's list. So you're probably safe. I'm worried about Scouton taking mine. So 
uh, you start off, you get the first one. Scout and you go second, I'll go third. We'll snake it back. Um, each of us get five. So, Parrish, what are you taking number one? You know, number one, and uh, this is one that uh, just kind of caught on this year, with the, uh, with the new black uniforms, I kind of always wish that we could have uh, wore black at home. I wanted to roll out uh, ACDC back in black. Nice. Uh, my first one, uh, I'm going to pick Space Jam as a warm-up one. Very good one. Okay, that was for my list. You're not looking at my list, but no. I'm looking at yours, and, yeah, we're hopefully not going to run into the same, same songs. Okay, my first pick would be Lose Yourself by Eminem. Uh, as a pump-up song. And then my second pick is the Chicago Bulls intro theme song. And I hope I stole that from one or both of you guys. Those, those are both off my list now. <laughs> um, so my sophomore year of high school, we, uh, I was part of a team that went undefeated and our only loss was the sub-state game to go to state. So we didn't end up one of the best teams to ever go through my high school and didn't even get a chance to play for the state title. But we actually pick a song, and then we play it until we lose. Well, that whole year, I got to know Thunderstruck very well, as that was the song the seniors picked. And we played that every single home game because we never lost at home. So Thunderstruck would be mine. Well, I am going to go. And you know what? This is a great song. It's even better when you get the band to crank it out. Uh, I like uh, Seven Nation Army. Can't go wrong there. That's, that's a solid choice. Okay, you get two. I get two. All right, let's see. You know what? Another story, and uh, the uh, the 2015 kids will love this. We uh, we basically finished the season at 500. We we upset O'Gorman in game number 20, and we we were kind of a struggling team, and we had to sneak into the state tournament, go through the regional. And at that point, I don't remember if it was Sid Arrington. I know she's the one that vocalized it in the newspaper, but uh, they started calling themselves the, the dark horse team, the dark horse team that's going to sneak in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of come out of nowhere and won that championship. So I'm going to roll out uh, dark horse. Katy Perry, solid yes. choice. Solid. Um, for my third pick, I'm going to go with Eye of the Tiger, which I'm really surprised that actually hasn't been said yet. So o- Old school. Huh? I, I, yeah, I mean – Kind of roll with the pep band songs. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so since you added a story to yours, I'm going to go. I feel like this was our uh, our team's song this year. It's what they said before. It's not on my list, but it's what they said in their pregame huddles, and they played it in the, in the locker room, and I think it played one last time after we won state, but it's We Ready, and I think it's by Bubba Sparks. I don't know why I know that, but I think it's by Bubba Sparks. <laughs> if and you hadn't picked that, that was actually going to be my number five. Was it was going to be my last one. Okay. All right, so that's number three. Number four, I'm choosing We Will Rock You by Queen. Solid. That's solid. Um, for my four- by Queen, not Prince. It's Queen. <laughs> Queen. Just, just okay. for the former uh, podcast episodes where I got them confused. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, my fourth one, I'm going to pick uh, Heart of a Champion by Nelly. Also nice. All right, I got two now. Yep. All right. Um, I like the uh, I like Legendary by the Welshy Arms. I'm a big fan of that one. And uh, my last one is going to sound a little goofy, but this is awesome to run out to. I like the old Gatorade, Be Like Mike. Ooh, nice, yeah. I thought about going something like that too. That's a good pick. Um, and then my 
fifth one, I'm going to pick Sandstorm. Do 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 do. Sure. Do you not know that yeah, song? I know okay, the song? Yeah, I know the You looked at me like you were waiting for me to sing it. I <laughs> well, wasn't going to sing it. I was say if you knew it or not. Like, I you knew. gave me a yes, look like, I know Sandstorm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my fifth yeah, that's one. That's a good pick. Okay, uh, I'm going to round it out by choosing. Ooh. So many choices. I, I know. Um, this song, I don't know why. I think it's played in our gym quite a bit too, but it was a song that I always heard growing up before I played varsity basketball. And I remember the Warner Monarchs always used to run out to it when I was like in grade school or junior high. It's Bring Them Out by T.I. Uh, I like that for our kind of kind of a warm-up pump-up song so I'd say pretty solid choices across the board pretty good well Parrish um, thanks for coming down and recapping this with us thanks for um, I know you're you're getting a ton of um, uh, calls to come on and do interviews and do all that kind of stuff and you're crazy busy but Scout and I just want to say thank you for this great season um, and and everything you've allowed us to do and um, you know, just the, the coach that you are to the girls. I think it's pretty evident how special of a coach you are. And um, we've been um, very thankful to be along on this ride. And thank you for taking this hour that you could have gone home to Corin Eli, but instead you chose <laughs> to come down to E-Wing to be on a podcast with these two dweebs. So um, any last lasting uh, memories or thoughts you want to do before you leave? No, thank you guys. Um, I just got done doing, like I said, the virtual welcome home and uh, a shout out to you guys for, uh, uh, you guys don't get enough credit for all the stuff that you do. Uh, the things that you guys uh, as a coaching staff pick up, the, you know, the odd jobs, the things that make it work, but uh, you guys are huge, a part of our culture. Um, you know, one thing I also learned moving from an assistant to a head coach is uh, the relationships you have with your athletes changes. And that's not a bad thing. It's just different. And if I don't have people like you guys in place and Hess and JJ and Clara, you know, and Holly, uh, you know, all the people, uh, if I don't have good culture people like you guys, uh, none of this happens. None of this works anyway. So you guys are a much bigger piece of this than, uh, than you'll probably ever give yourself credit for. All right. Well, thanks again, man. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. This is The Warrior Way.